Welcome to Episode 3 of My Yellow Apple, Homeschooling, Autism, and Life. I'm your host, Natalie Dalton. Today I'm going to address one consideration in setting up your homeschool. Do you really need a classroom in your home? Schoolroom or no schoolroom? That is the question. Okay, confession time. When I first got the idea of homeschooling in my head, one of my very first steps was to scour Pinterest for home classroom ideas. It may have been a form of procrastination or just fanciful indulgence, but my oh my, one can certainly get lost in all those beautiful ideas. It certainly appears that only people with magazine-worthy spaces in massive homes that are simply bathed in natural light post on there, but my goodness, is it ever pretty. These images are certainly inspiring, but their level of perfection is absolutely intimidating. And while these spaces are beyond dreamworthy, are they even really necessary? The short answer is no. You do not need a dedicated schoolroom in order to homeschool your child. However, there are some pros and cons to using a dedicated schoolroom. One advantage to a dedicated classroom is that it can house all of your materials. And believe me when I tell you that your materials have a way of multiplying and taking up space. Apart from your actual workbooks and textbooks, there are learning games, math manipulatives, art supplies, your printer, educational posters that may adorn your walls. The list goes on and on and on. Now, you may be a person with unbelievable self-control, who is able to pass up a bargain when it comes along, or have the ability to toss out your child's stacks of art projects or paper mache volcanoes with ease. But not everyone has that gift. I do not have that gift. Homeschoolers have a tendency to accumulate stuff. Perhaps a friend is selling an expensive curriculum and you grab the chance to nab it, even though it's years out of reach. Or your local thrift store has copies of the games the parents in the game schooling groups have been raving about. Unless you have enormous self-control, you are about to drown in the material goods of homeschooling. Another advantage to a dedicated space is the ability to leave works in progress. Perhaps you are picking away at an elaborate art project that just can't be disturbed. Maybe you're in the middle of a math lesson and you realize it's time to eat as everyone's getting hangry. Having the ability to leave your materials laid out and about can be a blessing. When your homeschool space is doubling as a kitchen table or the living room couch, leaving materials lying around isn't as much of an option for you. Of course, this is often a personality difference. Many people don't mind having things laying about as long as they're in use. Others struggle with what looks like clutter. We're all different in this regard. Although it may seem small, the ability to decorate a learning space is another huge advantage of a schoolroom. If you have a child who is a visual learner, having wall space for educational posters is key. When my children were younger, they really benefited from math fact posters or posters showing the steps to long division. Even now, I would be lost without the maps on the wall of our schoolroom. We have a map of our country, a map of our province, map of the world. These get referenced very, very frequently throughout our school days. And I don't care how cheesy it makes me sound, Nothing, and I mean nothing, makes me happier than decorating our schoolroom for different seasons and holidays. It doesn't have to be fancy. Simple dollar store paper cutouts of leaves or snowman is the stuff that makes me very excited. Like I said, I don't care if it's cheesy. I live for that kind of thing. This ties into another factor which may be even more important when your child has autism. 
The space may act as a cue that it's time to do schoolwork. Your child may learn to associate sitting at the table in the schoolroom with getting at their learning. Your child may benefit from the structure and predictability of an organized learning space. The very act of entering into that room with you may be a huge help in getting the work done. It may be as simple as walking into the schoolroom and they know where to look for work that's to be done, where to place work once it's been completed. They know what comes first, what comes next, what to expect. Well, a physical classroom can certainly make this easier to achieve. There are other ways to accomplish this. You can make yourself a portable system. If anyone is familiar with the work box system, it's a highly visual method for organizing a day's work. It was designed by a woman named Sue Patrick, herself an autism mom, but it's since cut on with um, all homeschooling parents because of its simple genius. My personal version of this was one of those tower carts with the 10 drawers in a rainbow of colors. You've probably seen them at the craft stores. Each drawer would hold everything needed for one task. For example, it might be a math worksheet with a ruler and a pencil and eraser required to complete it in one drawer, and so on and so forth. Each drawer had a numbered tag that was simply Velcroed on, and laminated of course. So a quick glance at the cart told my child how many tasks or subjects we would be completing that day. Once a drawer was completed, that tag would be removed. This brilliant type of system could easily be rolled into any room of your house and help to provide the visual cues that a schoolroom accomplishes. Perhaps my favorite thing about having a schoolroom is that we are always ready to get going. Everything has a place. We have a table that's always ready for action. There's no moving breakfast dishes out of the way. Pencils and pens are in position. There are bins for our learning materials. Our morning basket sits neatly upon a shelf. There's a cart filled with art supplies. There's a place for everything and everything in its place, which makes me happier and certainly makes it easier to get going. On another point for pro classroom, a friend of mine has a son who had gone to public school for several years. And because he had had a negative experience there, it took a long time to help him move past this mental block towards schoolwork. For them, a schoolroom became a necessity. They needed a space where he could go and do his work and then promptly close the door on that area and move on with his life. When the day's work was done, he just wanted that door closed and schoolwork to be erased from his mind. So he benefited greatly from keeping his schoolwork separate from his living space. We have a schoolroom at our house, and I will say that for us it works beautifully, and I feel very grateful to have this space. I'll get back to that in a minute, because in our early days, it didn't work that well for me at all. It's just over years we've tweaked it to what I consider to be perfection for us. Now, we've talked about the pros of a homeschool classroom. There are also some cons to consider. For starters, and this may sound obvious, but a homeschool classroom takes up a lot of space. Any room that's being used as a schoolroom is a room that's not being used for something else. Perhaps you desire a home office, a sewing room, a man cave, a spare bedroom, or formal dining room, but the space is being claimed for home learning. It's a luxury to have extra room or space in your home, and for many families, the dedicated space just isn't practical or even an option. Another drawback may be something I hear quite often. It's that parents put the time into lovingly decorating and organizing a classroom, and then their kids never use it. 
Some families just do better sitting to the kitchen table or curled up on the couch together. Some kids would rather take their independent work and squirrel away to their bedroom. That's all perfectly fine. Whatever works for your family is the right choice for your family. But if this is the way your kids prefer to learn, you may do better to simply dedicate a closet to homeschooling materials rather than an entire room, which, let's face it, is a lot of real estate in a home. Related to this point, if you do have a dedicated schoolroom and you are inclined to peruse Pinterest with your tongue hanging out, it can get expensive. There are some truly gorgeous things you can buy for your room. From elaborate wooden calendar sets to adorable rugs, the list goes on and on and on. And it's a beautiful, beautiful list. Sure, they look fabulous. But if you have a schoolroom, your main priority should be its function, not its aesthetic. Another possible downside to using a schoolroom for kids on the spectrum could be that it leads to inflexibility. Although I do believe the structure of our schoolroom is probably your best option for an ASD child, you do want to be careful to not only use your schoolroom. On nice days, set up a blanket in the yard or bring your materials out to a picnic table. Don't be afraid to cuddle on the couch with a read aloud or to set up shop on the floor in front of the fireplace in the winter. Be careful to mix it up a little so that you are building in flexibility. You want your child to be able to learn in different environments. This will be a lifesaver if you like to have a little more flexibility in your days. Perhaps you feel like you want to bring your schoolwork to a local coffee shop or have a picnic at a local park. Your child will be more willing to accept these challenges if they're used to mixing it up a little. If you do have a dedicated classroom, another con may be the ability and tendency to clutter it up. Have space, will fill. I am terribly guilty of this. Buying used curriculum for a great deal and then being stuck storing it for several, year, for several years before we even need it. Or keeping resources and tools long after we've outgrown them. Us autism parents get good at holding on to things. We learn early on that as soon as you get rid of something your child is done with, they're suddenly going to fall in love with it and come looking for it again. How often do we find ourselves desperately tracking down items to repurchase that we foolishly parted with? Try to keep your space functional. Resist the temptation of overpurchasing so that it becomes more of a storage room rather than a classroom. Be honest with yourself. If you've been holding on to items you don't use, you're probably not going to use them. I have a friend who was much more of an unschool, child-led homeschooler. For her family, a schoolroom would never have worked. It would have stifled their entire style of learning and taken away the flexibility and spontaneity that was at the heart of their homeschool. Now, let me get back to my own experience with having a schoolroom. I have lived in three different houses while homeschooling and finally feel that I have the ideal setup for us. When we first began homeschooling, our home had an apartment with a separate entrance, which we did not rent out. Because we did not plan on sending our child to school for just one year, we fully expected he'd be going to public school the next year. So I thought this might be a great setup. He would have to get ready and physically leave the house to go to his classroom every day. We had to walk outside into our backyard and enter through a doorway in the backyard. At the time, my daughter was a young toddler, so of course she had to come with us. In retrospect, it's clear that this was actually a terrible idea as you've probably already guessed. 
We lasted all of one month using this setup. It was just too difficult. If my daughter was napping, we simply couldn't go, and I didn't really yet fully understand how key the comforts of the home environment were to successful homeschooling. So I took all of our resources off the shelves, left my pretty little classroom, and instead bought a tall cart with plastic drawers and parked it in the main part of the house. In my next house, I thought I had it made. We had a large downstairs rec room. We sectioned it into two parts, having one side act as a TV room and the back end work as a schoolroom. There was lots of room for shelving, a large table, lots of wall space for a word wall, all those nice little posters. We even had a lovely rain gutter bookshelf, which I loved. It was a lovely, inviting space. My daughter was able to play away while we did schoolwork and I could watch her easily. However, as ideal as I thought it would be, this space didn't work for us either. And this may not be an issue for you in your home, but I found that I got trapped in the schoolroom. I'd teach my son something and set him up to work on his own. I'd then try to take the opportunity to hop upstairs and either start lunch, pick up laundry, or whatever. But the instant I left the room, the work stopped. He needed me close at hand at this young age. So eventually it became that while we were doing schoolwork, I was in this space the entire time. Now, any homeschool parent is also usually a stay-at-home parent, and you know all too well that there's just way too much to be done to be trapped in your rec room. So life goes on around you, and there is just things you need to be doing. So that time when he was working independently should have been a godsend. It was meant to be used. So once again, I packed up our materials and moved them into our kitchen. And while this certainly helped make me feel less trapped, I was not a fan of multi-purpose spaces. This is, of course, a personal choice, but as I mentioned earlier, I abhor clutter, and I hated having to move one thing out of the way to make room for another. When we moved this time, I knew one thing for certain. I wanted a house with a separate dining room off the kitchen, a room with doors that could fully separate it from the rest of the house, and bingo, that's where I am now, and this has been my situation now for about five years, and I absolutely deem it to be the best possible setup for us. Our classroom is organized. We have lots of room for learning posters and materials that do not interfere with the rest of our house. And I'm able to hop in and out of the schoolroom while my son is working on something independently so I can carry on with my other duties. And while he's working on math problems, I can start lunch, switch over laundry, wipe down the kitchen counters. I feel like my ability to be close at hand but not right on top of him was actually a huge boost to having him learn to work independently. Is our classroom Pinterest swoon-worthy? Probably not, but it's just right for us, and that's all that really matters. So, do you need a dedicated schoolroom for your homeschool? No, you don't. Every family's needs and situation are different. Homeschooling can be as elaborate or as simple as you want it to be. Would some children probably do better with the room? Yes. Would some do better without? The answer is also yes. Setting up your school space is a first step to in, in individualizing your child's learning. You set up the environment in the way that works best for them. Don't be intimidated by Pinterest perfection. Those are all the before pictures. Real life Real homeschooling is seldom magazine-worthy. Work with what you have. Work with who you have. Learn as you go. 
and if necessary, change things up as you go. There's never a single right way. There's never a single right space. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope it's been of some help to you as you prepare for setting up your homeschool. I'm Natalie Dalton, and you have been listening to My Yellow Apple, Homeschooling, Autism, and Life.